Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Soldiers of Cinema podcast. I am Colin McFader, and I'm joined, as always, by Clark Coffey. Hey, How are hey. you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm refreshed and ready to record a, a wonderful episode of Soldiers of Cinema with you. <laughs> I'm glad, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing okay. I got, I, like I was telling you earlier, I've got... Uh, I had like, you know, some weird kind of sensations in one of my teeth like a few days ago. Oh, yeah. Right. But it was yeah. but it wasn't pain. OK, it wasn't pain. But I could feel like this weird like pressure or something. And I've had like through my whole life, I've had so many issues with my teeth. I, I mean, it's a nightmare. Um, but I uh, so I like, you know, I, I ought to just go to the dentist like just in case, even though there's like no swelling, no, no pain. I better go to the dentist. So I go to the dentist and they're like, oh, yeah, your, your tooth died. You got to get a root canal. I'm like, Jeez. oh, gosh, you got to be killing me. Or you got to be kidding me. So <laughs> I felt like they were killing me. Killing um, tooth, but it didn't yeah. hurt at least. <laughs> so then I go, you know, so then I have to go to a, I forget the name of it, but the, you know, the people who actually do root canals, it's di- gi- it's different than a general yeah. dentist. Yeah. So I go and get all the like x-rays and stuff, you know, and they're like, whoa, 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 you have an active infection in there. Like we can't do a root canal yet. We got to get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, fantastic. So now I've got to take antibiotics for a week, right. and uh, and then I've got to go back and see if the infection's gone, and then get the root canal. It's just like ah, what a nightmare. But other that than happened that, to a friend of mine actually recently too. So yeah, it's know. hey, you know, it's just the way it goes. I I mean, I'm grateful for the the science and technology of dentistry that we can save the tooth, uh, yeah. even though it's died. But I'm like, uh, it always makes it. Honestly, it, what the biggest thing for me is that it makes me feel old. Is it's like a part of my body is now dead. I just feel like it's like the slow, <laughs> it's the slow like shutting down. Well, of my if, it, body, if it makes you, know? you feel any better, it can happen for a variety of reasons. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, thank again, you. my I, friend, his, I think he had his when he was like twenty-one. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be old, but I guess it just sometimes makes me feel that way. But I'm happy to not be in pain and yeah. uh, happy to be here to discuss. Yes, my pick. the dentist podcast. The dentist podcast. Yeah, <laughs> happy to discuss my teeth for the next yeah. hour. No, no, no. We would not do that to you people. Um, but we are going to discuss my selection, mm-hmm. which is 2016's La La Land. Two options. You either follow my rules or follow my rules. Capiche? Thank you. I can do it a different way. Oh, that's, that's fine. Thank you very much. Write your own roles, you know? Write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you gonna do? I have my own club. Is that gonna happen every time? I think so. How are you gonna be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? You're holding on to the past, but jazz is about the future. 
Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. It's like a pipe dream. This is the dream. It's conflict and it's compromise. It's very, very exciting. Now, of course, Damien has just released a film recently that is not La La Land, uh, Mm -hmm. Babylon. And you'd think like, well, why wouldn't you guys be discussing Babylon? Well, we're not. We're discussing La La Land. Yes, uh, maybe it's had more time to marinate. <laughs> it's had more time to marinate. We need a long time to marinate, right? Yeah. Good yeah. six, seven years at least. No, but but interestingly, maybe, you know, uh, his latest film will kind of, uh, in retrospect, kind of color some of what we talk about with La La Land. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just as kind of Damien's themes continue to emerge in all of his films. But... I, it sounds like this is going to be an interesting episode, Cullen, because when I mentioned this episode to you, that was, I, when I mentioned my choice, you were like, ooh, ah. Yeah, this will be, this will be, it's a first, it's another, I, we're, I, we're doing all the firsts. I, I got, I got some hints that you might not be a fan, not only of this film in particular, mm-hmm. but of the director in general. Yes. So yeah. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, at least like, Somewhere on the spectrum, you and I have both enjoyed every film that either one of us has recommended to date. Yeah, I and think, sometimes right? to to our surprise, but and sometimes to our surprise, and, and it both, might not yeah, be like yeah. your favorite film or my favorite film, but you know, for every film that we've talked about, it's been like, hey, hey, yeah, I enjoyed watching this. You know, hey, it may not be you know on my top ten list or something, but yeah. I enjoyed this film. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, I almost have like that. Now, obviously, I haven't heard your thoughts on it yet. We're going to get to that in a second. But I do have to reveal, I, I do kind of have this little like agenda uh, inside my heart that is to try to convince you not to hate this film. But we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I do. But... <laughs> I want to put a disclaimer out there, too, which is because I know like this movie when it came out was hugely popular. Was, yep. Um, the girl that I went to see it with, she loved it when we saw it. And, and yeah. so... I, because there's been a lot of, you know, I know how Twitter works. Um, not, nothing that I say here is personal towards Chazelle. I don't have any ill will towards Chazelle. I don't have any will, ill will towards anyone in this Never. movie. Never. Um, you know, no. I just feel the need to clarify that because I know no, that people good. will be like tweeting Damien Chazelle that, that this one guy on some podcast <laughs> hates your guts. But no, I, 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 I have no, uh, I have no ill will towards Chazelle. And I think that'll make this interesting. I think that the fact yeah. that we don't agree on the movie will make this you know, it'll be very, very interesting. interesting and, so. and I and I think Damien has probably moved well past uh, paying any attention to criticisms of this film because I'm sure he's had his hands filled dealing with criticisms of yes, Babylon. Yes, his, his controversial um, new pictures yes so but but i do want to before we hear about your experiences with the film i do want to mm-hmm. share though that the first time i watched this film uh it was you know when it was released i did not actually see it in the theater because i don't like musicals and i oh, was i had no interest in seeing this film in the theater and my first viewing experience was uh that i was watching it on a sag after a screener for the screen actors guild awards and i kid you not 
I turned it off within the first 10 minutes of, the, of watching the film, and I was like, I'm done with this. I'm not spending <laughs> any more time on it. So I, I, so what I, my point is, is that I probably will be able to understand some of where you're coming from because I had the same initial thought like, oh, this, this film ain't doing it for me. Mm-hmm. But but so without further well, ado, though, that's interesting though because I think that that perhaps maybe is going to be an underlying kind of theme throughout the the episode is because I I actually really like golden age musicals. Okay, like, it's one of my favorite. I love uh, Singing in the Rain. I love most of Gene Kelly's musicals. I love West Side Very Story. Very interesting. So perhaps that's actually quite interesting, and that was that is maybe something that, that maybe I want to talk yeah. about about a bit too. Yeah, okay, uh, but before so, we get into that. Um, let's let's hear your experience yeah Yeah, so i want to hear about you know uh the first time you watched the film and uh and your experience with that and then we can kind of you know tell me about your latest experience as you watched it Uh in preparation for this but yeah let's dig into that i'm really curious to hear this i did see it in theaters um okay and it's interesting because i think right when this came out it would have been around the time that you and i and the rest of our our group kind of met um right late 2016 which was right around when we started doing the herzog yeah i think you're right so yep um so i just graduated high school i'll set the stage a little bit um i just (laughs) yeah i graduated in 2016 it blows my mind which is also a little bit crazy because it it's also been quite some time since 2016 so yeah i know um but uh i went with a friend of mine Laura, after all of my friends who, they had already all gone and seen it and said that, you know, oh, you'll probably love this movie. You know, it's, Mm. it's like right up your alley because again, I'm not a huge like musical theater guy. I don't really care for that. I've been, I was in a drama program in high school and I've been in musicals and I've existed in that world, but I'm not like, I don't, I don't particularly go in for, for musical theater or anything like that, or even musicals these days in general. But as I said, I am a really big fan of, of like the old golden age hollywood musicals which this is kind of trying to emulate in some ways or at Um, least paying homage to for sure yeah yeah yeah. and um so i i am always careful with that though when someone says you'll love this movie i i (laughs) i never you know trust 100 percent because i've had that happen many times and have been burned very badly um (laughs) but no i i so i went in though with with obviously an open mind expecting to like it and um yeah without getting into too many details yet um I, I, it didn't do much for me. And I will okay. say that this most recent rewatch, I yeah. found more that I liked than the first time I'd seen okay. it. Um, okay. So but like, again, like... and I, I very much knew that I was in the minority on this too, because I've only met three or four other people who, who kind of share my, my feelings of this movie. Okay. But let me, um, let me ask you a little more about that first experience. Sure. So you're, yeah, yeah. you're young, you're young, you've just graduated high school. You've had a lot of people tell you, Hey, you're going to like this. You go to see it at a theater. Kudos to that, by the way. Um, I wish that I would have seen it in a theater. I've actually not ever been able to see it in a theater. Hmm. Um, so you watch it the way it was supposed to be watched. And, but, but tell me a little more when you're like, it didn't do anything for you. Now I know that you, you 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 are uh, you you focus a lot like you put a lot of emphasis on how a film looks how it's shot i mean i know you you have like a cinematographer's eye right when it, i feel like when we talk about films you gravitate a little bit towards that was there any aspect of the film the way it looked performances anything music that you liked mm-hmm. at all or was it just like a total you know i, I the first time i saw it 
No. Um, okay. I will. I. I. That's changed now. But the okay. first time I saw it, I think I was just over everything that I I liked this time was a bit overshadowed by the things that I didn't like. What did so you not like? like? Um. Like, so I. Like, I don't. I don't. I, my biggest issue. Yeah. Is is just in general is Chazelle's direction. I. Um, okay. And that's not just for this. I've seen. Most, I've seen all of his movies except for Babylon, including okay. his short films and things like that. Um. And I just. I. I don't like the choices that he makes very much. Okay. To put well, it simply, I, I find maybe that we'll, he... Uh, we'll, okay, we'll bring those things up then as we go. Yeah. Because so, I'm really yeah. curious, because obviously that could mean a, a million things, right? I yeah. like it, it hardly even tells me any... Like, when you say you don't like a director's direction, I feel like you're basically still just there's a saying, million I didn't like the film, that. right? Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, there's not much difference. Like, so... So I'll be curious, but but it sounds like you just didn't connect. It just didn't connect emotionally to you. No, I actually, that was the one... So I... I um, I empathized a lot with the characters. And I will actually, I will say one thing that I did really like the first time I okay. saw it that I, I thought was good was, was actually Gosling's performance. I like okay. Stone's performance too, but Gosling specifically stuck out to me as, as he plays up this kind of hammy character very well. Not a big fan of his singing, but I do think that yeah. his actual performance, um, dramatic okay. performance is great. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I will retcon that slightly that I did. I remember liking the, the performances generally. But there's um, and nothing I, and about so the, story. the story and the 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 like the writing I actually that's one thing that I grew to like this time. Okay. Um I I empathize with the story and I, I actually do think that the writing is the one thing in this movie that I that bothers me the least, like that I don't actually have many <laughs> issues with. Bothers um, you the least. Which okay. which did surprise me because I, I, I expected to rewatch it and uh, not expected to, you know, like I went in with an open mind it's been what seven years since i'd seen it and so yeah um i wasn't going in with like a vengeance um but i i i it, i was surprised that as i watched it i was like you know what the i can much better articulate what i do and don't like about the movie now because okay because the story okay. is something that you know as someone who worked in the arts i've been an actor i've been you know trying to get my own career started and things like that i definitely uh -huh. can empathize with the the subject so, matter and the the story and the characters and things like that 100 so, so there I, okay this would be interesting because because i i i'm gonna posit a hypothesis here Mm -hmm. That that's probably one of the biggest differences between your and my our experiences with the film. Right, I was gonna right. get get some really amazing grammar in there, and then I hopefully caught myself. <laughs> our experience of the film mm -hmm. is, uh, and and I don't mean this in a, in a derogatory way at all, but I I think it might be the, our life experience, mm -hmm. and yeah, perhaps yeah. and our age, and. Uh, because for and I'll I guess I'll I'll get into my experience watching it then and we'll kind of see because I think because you just kind of shared something interesting which was that that the seven years of life that you've lived between when you saw it the first time and when you saw it now and you've kind of lived a little bit in this world and now you kind of can you know you kind of empathize maybe a little more with what the story's talking about so maybe that had an impact maybe not maybe I'm totally wrong just a hypothesis. So, because I think that's like the biggest reason why I do like the film is mm -hmm. because it speaks so so directly to me in so many different ways. But we could like talk about all of that in detail. So, so again, for like, so for me, first time I watched it, I didn't like it. Uh, I even you know shut the film off. I like boom, stop on the DVD, 
And yes, unfortunately, SAG-AFTRA still gives us DVD screeners. Uh, they've yeah, moved. Yeah. They've they've moved now to digital, which are almost worse. But you yeah, know, they're, there, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but anyway, so I'm I'm watching it in like the worst way possible. First of all, a crappy 480p DVD on my home, you know, television. Uh, but yeah, I just whatever. You know, I wasn't in the space to receive it, and so ten minutes in, I stopped the film. And like you, I kept have people telling me. Uh, you know, you really should give the film another shot. I think you'd really like the film. Now, especially in my circle of, of people, of, of actors and uh, people here in Los Angeles pursuing these careers, obviously you can imagine the, this film would speak. You very know, much resonated, like, yeah. Very yeah. much resonates with those people. So I kept having people say, oh man, I, you know, you should really give this another shot. Give it another shot. I think you'd like it. So I finally did. Uh, I, it's, since I have the movie here, I thought, what the hell, does it cost me anything? So I did give it another shot, and I had a completely, totally different viewing experience mm -hmm. uh, where I really enjoyed the film, and um, I was quite emotionally impacted by it, frankly. And, um, and then I had a... Then after that, I was like got my wife to watch it with me because I was like, hey, I, I really think I'd really like you to watch this film with me because our story, and I can get into this in more detail as we talk, but our story has so many parallels, both mm -hmm. superficially and very profoundly to this story in this film. And and we had a really exceptional experience watching it together. I mean, it was really, I think, I think it even maybe helped my wife kind of understand in a little bit of a way like my dreams mm -hmm. of wanting to be an actor and wanting to be a, a you know in in the uh, have a career in the industry in Hollywood and and kind of what that has meant to us and us mm -hmm. meeting and and you know having a relationship in that context and everything so interesting I mean I, I think it so actually I... even kind of helped her understand or maybe helped both of us understand a yeah, little bit yeah. more of each other, right? Uh, so we had a really wonderful experience watching it together. So, and then of course I watched it again to kind of just freshen myself, you know, with the with the story that that had been a few years ago mm -hmm. in preparation for this podcast. And you know, I I don't think my views really changed any, you know, since the last time I saw it. It wasn't as emotional because you know it was like watching it with my wife. It was it kind of resonated so so much more significantly with her there, but. Um, well, I think I think that's interesting because it's almost to me and what it, what might make this a very interesting conversation and hopefully it is and I think it is so far <laughs> um, is that it seems like we're sort of on the opposite sides of the same coin. Okay. So like all of what you just said, I 100% agree with. Like I yeah. I I I like all that. Obviously, I don't have a wife and I don't live in LA and I didn't move to LA, so I don't right. have necessarily the that much of a literal connection as right. you do. Uh -huh. um, but all of that stuff in the movie works totally for me. Like I find these, again, I find these characters very empathetic. I find the writing is, is again, I, in my opinion, the strongest um, yeah. element. And, and I think perhaps our difference is, um, Chazelle's direction doesn't, doesn't bother you or is it bother? It, it almost yeah, well, let's, masks okay, a lot let's of that. Get into that. So let's, let's, yeah, get into I, I want to, so, um, so let's, so let's kind of, let's, let's just start with the opening scene then, right? Yes. We, yeah. We, that's what I was, yeah. Yeah. So we open up and we're in bumper to bumper Los Angeles traffic, mm -hmm. which to me is extraordinary that they closed down that overpass and were able to actually shoot practically. I mean, it's just, it's so beautiful. And 
you know, to me, I mean, it just if, if you've lived in Los Angeles ever, it's like, I mean, it's just perfect to start it with sitting in traffic on your way to an audition, because this is this is like three or four hours a day of your life in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Um so right off the bat, you know, and and I enjoyed that that number. Uh, I thought it was really fun. It was like such an energetic way to open the film. I really dug it. But but so tell so, me, yeah. so tell me what you what what you are having challenges with with uh, Damien's direction. Here. I I just I found and very right off the bat from the opening number, yeah, that it. I hope this isn't too harsh, but it immediately, I was sitting there watching it in theaters uh -huh. and I was like, I just sort of feel like I'm watching like a Toyota commercial. Okay. Like where it's like on Steadicam and it's, it's like the camera's sort of like aimlessly wandering around to people. And I was, I was expecting like this big, like sale thing to come up at the end and be mm. like, get your new Prius at the, like it, it, the cut both the color, um, like when I think of old Hollywood, and, and I'm not saying that this isn't an active choice that Chazelle's making. I know that he's in a way trying to modernize like this golden age musical kind of thing. But also I think he's very clearly, you know, paying homage to it with the titles and, and the the like really technicolor poppy colors and things like that. Yeah. But I find where he really misses the mark is that those movies are so like, like Singing in the Rain, West Side Story, when you think about like an old golden Hollywood movie, the technical profi proficiency and precision that it took to make those films work because you know not only in a literal sense are you moving a 200 pound camera around on a massive dolly and you need a dolly grip that's able to stop that on a dime to get these really really well composed accurate perfectly framed shots um, that i think encompass these huge dance numbers very well Chazelle kind of does away with all of that and instead he's got it flying on a, a steady cam and it's, it's a very wandering camera and I don't huh? think that it really works that well in terms of like the way okay. to direct like I don't wow. think that it complements the dances as well as and it's not even a traditionalist element like I'm not just saying that the old movies did it better I just legitimately think that the way that those movies shot dances just sim simply on a technical level works better with choreography than this I, I find even just from the standpoint of the cinematography alone too, like for some reason this overpass, so they're shooting on this overpass, it's sun's out, you know, all that. Like 80% of the song, the sun is to their backs, their faces are all in shadow. And, and these old Hollywood musicals are known so well for having these like very intricate lighting setups where everything's like very immaculately lit. And, and this instead, like they open the back of the trunk and there's this band playing in the back of the trunk and they're completely dark. And it just, it feels very amateurish to me. Like it feels like wow. you have this, like, you know, I don't know what the budget was, 20 million or some, probably more than that. Um, and instead I just don't like, it feels again, it feels like something that I'd see at a, in a Super Bowl ad. Like it feels very wow. commercial okay. to me. Not, All right. You know, let me, so it's, let me it, yeah. counterpoint this. Let me counterpoint this. So a couple things. I, so I completely disagree with almost everything that you said there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I so first of all, this was shot on film, and it was not shot with a tiny digital handheld camera. Uh, a, a good percentage of the scene was shot uh, with cranes and jibs, and was not shot steady cam, as far as I know. There is some in there for sure, um, but you know, just to kind of clarify, just purely technical kind of facts. Um, but but just you know, I I found the the dance between camera and choreography people dancing 
was was quite fun. I now maybe it's because I don't have this need for this film to like be to to sit inside this old you know this this style that you keep going back to that's, I don't, yeah no that's not me either i i don't want it to i don't want it to simply harken back to that sort of thing just for the sake of it i just yeah think but that i mean that i don't even have it to compare to than, yeah, yeah i mean but i don't i don't even have it to compare it to like it can't even enter into my analysis subconsciously you know much less consciously because i just don't have it like i've not seen most of those films i've mean, seen singing in the rain and a few others but it's just it's it, it's not in my like kind of you know vocabulary or archive in my mind of things to even accidentally compare it to you know um you know so for me it's like yeah i mean obviously i see it's like they're choosing really strong primary solid colors um it's you know and there's like obviously there's a lot of movement with the camera and everything um and i and i could see i mean it feels like you know it feels like it's kind of a steady cam thing even if that's not what they use for the majority of that shooting but you know, I, like these things that you talk about where there's, you know, some shadow on an actor's face. I mean, I actually appreciate that they're they're shooting in a real location and the scope that that gives you. I mean, when they pull back at the end and you can see Los Angeles, you see Hollywood and they're on a real overpass and they've really done this on a road. I mean, that's extraordinary accomplishment to me. And, and especially mm-hmm. considering the fact that this was, you said 20 million, I think it was about 30 but, you know, that's still not a huge budget for a large, you know, kind of, you know, major musical, which they don't really make. So it's hard to even <laughs> know what to compare that to. But I mean, it's it's not a huge film. 30 million is not huge. So I guess I'm more forgiving. You know, I didn't I appreciate your 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 opinion there. And of course, it's just as valid as mine. Um, but, you know, things like some shadow on somebody's face or, you know, that did, didn't. Even yeah, I, I think that. um for me, for me, it's like, yeah, so all the things that you, you mentioned there, like the shooting on a real overpass, shooting on film, I can appreciate all of that, but I, I don't like the X. Ex- like, I think that there's, I don't think this movie looks bad. Yeah. Um, but I've also, like, you know, I've seen movies that are shot on film that don't look good. Um, sure, so I can course, appreciate shooting on film. I don't, I also, I don't particularly love the look of this movie. I think that, okay. again, I think it's like they're just slightly missing the mark on a lot of these things that they're trying to do. So like they look at Technicolor and they're like, okay, very poppy saturated colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, sh- because they're shooting this on a modern stock, you can't, you can, you're, you know, there's no such thing as the three strip Technicolor process anymore, obviously. Um, so they're trying to, of course, emulate the look of that. Um, but it's, it's, um, I don't know what, what specifically it is, but it doesn't, it just doesn't look right. Like it doesn't, okay. it doesn't really, and again, it looks like to me, it just, it has this car commercial vibe to it. And, or, you know, again, shooting on the overpass and things like that. Like, I, oh, and I do know that, of course, there's plenty of this shot on jib and cranes and things like that. But even so, I think it still takes that. Chazelle is a very specific characterization he moves the camera with. And it's very wandering. It's very, to me, hmm. unprecise. It's it's kind of again. That's kind of why I, I cite that kind of car commercial thing, where it's like you get this like Super Bowl ad that has a huge budget, and you've got the camera on a Steadicam, and it's going through all these locations, and it's a like really technically marvelous feat of filmmaking, and and yet for the subject matter, it just doesn't work for me. Like it just it, okay. He, he's very he's I- very imprecise. I find with his camera, even wow. when it's on a jib, and so you know. I- 
I think if if you're emotionally not connected to this, okay, I'm trying trying to put myself in your shoes here because it's like because mm-hmm. as you like talk about all these things, I'm I'm and and generally you and I are like see to eye eye to eye on a lot of things, um, and I'm like really surprised, frankly, to hear some. I mean, I could all number of reasons I could imagine that you might not like the film. Mm-hmm. It's too saccharine. It's sappy. It's whatever. I I like all those things, things. <laughs> but but I'm really surprised about this. I just don't have this experience at all. You know, yeah. when 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 we open up here in the scene, I. Chazelle does an excellent job for me, and this is where it's like the the material resonates for, for me, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, again, it's like I've literally, it's like I've been there, like I have literally been there, and figuratively and like existentially been there. And you know, so when Emma's character is in the car and she's running lines and everybody's in traffic, you know, it's there's something about the and if you listen to the lyrics of this of this song there is something about the energy of being in los angeles stuck in traffic with everybody around you and this is like not literal of course but it's kind of the the headspace that they're in this film everybody there has has moved there to follow a dream mm-hmm. yeah and they're yeah. there and and so for me all of this resonates in a way that that I don't perceive any of the things that you're talking about, right? Uh, even on these numerous viewings, I'm not. I don't. I don't experience a wandering camera. I experience a joyful camera that's engaged in this joy with the actors or dancers that are on screen. You know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just you know maybe it boils down to just if you're if you're disconnected emotionally from the subject matter, your mind kind of just starts to go to okay well you know yeah i don't i mean it's for me it's not like i because again that's the 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 emotional side of it is the one thing that i i find i am connected to like i almost it's also an odd opening scene for a musical to me because like you mentioned emma stone running the lines and all that um but they're not in the opening number at all like her and ryan gosling are nowhere to because it's about the town because that's what i mean is that you look at like los angeles it's it's odd to me that you you would have you know, you look at most other, and again, I'm not saying as a traditional element you should do this, but it's it's always odd to me that this movie opens and then it's like, well, they're in this location. You've got Emma Stone and, and Ryan Gosling sitting in their cars, and yet you've got this big dance number and you don't utilize the it's two perfect. main characters, right? It's it's perfect because they're not the two main characters. That's the that's the point. Sure, they're they're like it's like Psycho going in on the the the, the window the and you can have any number of stories and all that. The yeah. main character in this film is cinema mm-hmm. no I, I i yeah i get that i just don't and, think it works <laughs> I, okay I don't, yeah like okay. I, I understand all these like it's 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 not a matter of for me emotionally disconnecting it's it's very much it boils down to chazelle's the visual choices that chazelle makes okay. the way that he chooses to move the camera like um, perhaps this is very controversial but i honestly think that this story would work way better if it wasn't a musical I think okay. that the moments that I'm invested in this film, the second half of the film, which very much sheds off the musical things, it's kind of like reality hits and and um, not to skip ahead too far, but um, like those moments in the film I is what I find myself being connected to. I find that Chazelle's style of direction just doesn't. Okay, well let's let's it, yeah, go it, let's it, go on to another yeah because I, yeah. I I I think we hear that I hear that but let's go to some other see let's kind of move through the film then so I can we start to like better understand what you're talking about 
Um, mm -hmm. Because it's again, it's like when when I hear you don't like his direction, I I don't really know what to do with that, right? So we'll get to some specific. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can. It, so there's uh, another actually another scene that perhaps even more clearly um, might sh kind of put on display um, what I'm talking about is the moment when Emma Stone is in her apartment getting ready with her friends. Okay. Um, that's another scene that's that's pretty much all steady cam when they're in the apartment, all steady cam coming out of the apartment, and then it I assume the steady cam operator gets on a crane and, and it cranes up. Or so, yeah. So they we've hide got this, this very we've got this very kind of poppy um like song as they're singing in the in the not I don't mean pop genre, I just mean like poppy um bubbly emotionally, bubbly, yeah. Uh song in the apartment. They're all getting ready for this party, they go out on the street and for some, it's like, it's like he doesn't know, like for some reason he, he comes out on the street, gets in the crane. I know it's not Chazelle actually physically operating, but pan, uh, tilts up to this palm tree and mm -hmm. we follow up to the palm tree and then back down to the people. And it's like, uh -huh. to me, why, why am I looking at a palm tree right now? Like, I, and I know that sounds okay, like it, such a small nitpick, it but it I just doesn't. mean that if you, if you look at, if you like. To me, what musical numbers need, what what makes a good musical number is precision and camera movement, is the camera dancing with the actors, knowing where it's going, following them, almost knowing exactly where they're going to be prior to that. Whereas what I find he does with every scene is he just kind of, it's it's like there's a guy on a steady cam who doesn't know the choreography, who's following the actors around and, okay. and filming. It's like, it feels like something. My that, interpretation you know, of yeah. that. So, so my interpretation of that is, uh, see, it, it absolutely makes sense and resonates to me. Right. Having, having, because it's, it's hard to find. So maybe some of this is cultural, which I know might sound weird to you because mm -hmm. you're like, well, I'm just Canadian, dude. I'm up in Toronto. <laughs> like how, how is this culturally different? I'll try to explain. Uh, I don't know if there's a parallel exactly to get for Canadians with this. A silhouetted palm tree in a Southern California sky has profound symbolic meaning mm -hmm. for people who grow up in the midwest or some small farm town or wherever all across the whole country and for the history of this country with western expansion and you know the invention of hollywood and it, it there is just something about this pull or this draw for so many people in this country to move west. And that image is kind of one of several symbolic representations of, of that pull. And I think it was a very specific and significant choice for him to do that. It wasn't accidental. It wasn't like they oh, I don't. Know yeah, no, I don't think it's just, But but I think yeah. it. But I can see how it wouldn't resonate with you. And you might not. You're probably not even understanding what I'm kind of talking about now. Maybe. But no, I. I mean, I get it. <laughs> it, it it's it's well. But I, but like, you get like, it. You I, get it conceptually. You. I think it. I think of course you. You understand conceptually. I'm just saying it's not something that you've grown up with in your heart. I yeah, think that's um, the difference. I think I think the more so what the the thing with that that one specific moment for me. Yeah. Is that it's again we like if you think about this like what is the camera doing? We're following these people out up at the palm tree and back down. Like it I get the symbology of the palm tree. I get what what that means. But why there? Why then? 
it it doesn't because it does, for me that specific okay. movement of the camera I, does not work for me like it I just understand. doesn't yeah yeah and i'm just trying to provide a counterpoint i'm not trying mm. you know it's like i i could see i'm not i'm not trying to change yeah. your mind it's just different yeah. ways to look at it but but again just i i appreciate your perspective i i just i can see how it does work mm-hmm. if you've if if you have literally done what these characters are doing it makes perfect sense it just it 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 is it is uh it is it encapsulates a feeling an emotion i mean literally it's like i talk to people who moved to la like i did from somewhere else in the country from some little town and people are literally like i still can't get over the fact of like looking at silhouetted palm trees in the sky here it just mm-hmm. is like it rip it's like such an ingrained part of the draw to Hollywood to pursue a dream. And that's what these characters are doing. They're like getting ready to go to a big party in the Hollywood Hills and with hopes and aspirations of meeting people to, you know, to like find their big, you know, get a big break or something. And you're getting dressed up and you hit the streets and it's like 70 degrees and sunny. And there's this beautiful violet sky and the palm trees are are lining the road. And I, I guess it's, Maybe it's an abstraction that doesn't sit well with you that you want no, I the camera think so. to to like very specifically follow the actors, uh, and that's fine. But I'm just trying to suggest like, you know, there's another way to see it. Yeah. With that, with that said, I think that like to me, then it's like then focus on the palm, like then make the palm tree a part of the scene. You know, like have them dance around it, have them call <laughs> attention to it. You know, ha- like like include. But wouldn't that be that so literal? Rather, what was that? Wouldn't that be quite literal? Well, no. I mean, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna pan up to like, but it's a musical, right? Like you, you like if you're gonna if you're gonna pan to these emotion or these like symbolically resonant things, incorporate like it. It's such a it's such a one off shot that I'm like, either hmm. do it or don't. But like it would be okay. like me, like it would be like in 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 say what I think is a, is a much better modern musical like Spielberg's West Side Story. Um, if that one if, I had to stop a few minutes into as well. So so <laughs> let's like let me let me break that down perhaps. It's a good comparison. Yeah, you'll have both, to explain it because I haven't seen modern, it. Modern, but so yeah, so so Spielberg's West Side story, um, shot very similarly in terms of like wide angle anamorphic lenses. Um, you know, very modern with like this like bubbly performances and, and melodramatic, but still trying to be kind of like grounded in, in, in reality in some sense. Like it can't be obviously as as wild as, as some 60s musicals were where people just kind of had, I think, a larger suspension of disbelief. Um, but it would be to me like, um, let me think of a, a specific scene uh, in, in West Side Story. So, okay, so uh, in, in America... Um, the the dance number, which was obviously made famous by Rita Moreno. There's a scene when they are talking about, um, you know, it's I can't remember what the line is, but they're basically talking about how when a Puerto Rican person goes to get, you know, apartment for rent, that their their prices are way higher than for a white person, right? And they're doing this, and it's very literal. They're doing this while dancing around this new development sign. Well, there's this like press conference for this new development sign, and their their neighborhood is being demolished um like this this area is being demolished for these new developments and so they're 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 dancing around it and it works really well because you've got this whole 
really well choreographed scene surrounding this thing that is literally tearing their life apart. And it's, there's, there's, there's the symbolism. They're incorporating that into the moment. What it would be the equivalent of would be Spielberg having this scene happen. He turns the camera right for a second, shows the sign, and then comes back to them. Like, it just doesn't... It, it's like if you're going to incorporate these symbolic elements, it's a musical. Incorporate them into the scene. Don't just pan to it because it is symbolic and then be like, well, we got that. Now we're back to them dancing on the street. Like, it, it, it's like one of these things where I'm like, you know, it's it comes down again fundamentally to the way that Chazelle frames his shots. I'm not, I don't have any issue with the palm tree being a symbolic element. I just think that it could be done so much better. I think that you could incorporate that symbolism in a much more effective and meaningful way than he does. Um, because again, it comes down to this, this idea of like his wandering camera. Like it feels like okay. that scene and shot would be much more impactful if that camera was less of that kind of meandering, wandering aimless kind uh, okay. of feel it, I, would, it would i gotcha it would I gotcha. punch more if that makes sense i i understand i and again i just think it's in context of the whole film where the city and what it represents to people it this is all throughout the film right like mm -hmm. yeah. so if you don't like this palm tree then yeah i can see how you wouldn't like almost every scene in the film because almost every scene especially all the exteriors this is this is kind of his whole mechanism for including Los Angeles as a character. So mm -hmm. I, I could see, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, if, if you think that this isn't a good way to represent the character of Los Angeles, um, to me, just like my interpretation of it, I like how it's woven, interwoven throughout the film. Um, uh, but I, but, but that's you know. Uh, it just clearly it speaks to me differently, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So okay, but let's you know. So I'm curious what you think. So one of the things I I thought was really dead on, I I really appreciated um, uh, Emma's character and her like the represent. I love how she is introduced. Uh, she's working on the Warner Brothers back lot and the cafe, and we I love this kind of cyclical nature that Chazelle kind of tells the story in where we see she's the barista she's serving a famous actress and then we go and we see her her audition mm -hmm. which i feel like is just so spot on and resonates so strongly with me first of all from a character introduction perspective we see a really i think fantastic performance from emma as an actress herself and we learn that her character is a very actually talented actress and i just oh my god they nail they absolutely nail that feeling that every actor who's been on any, you know, auditions for any like real length of time will have experienced where you're like killing it in the room. You know, you're like emotionally there, you're crushing it. And it's like all of a sudden, you know, like a casting director's phone rings or an assistant comes in or the camera, the, the assistant who's running camera like screws up or I got, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but the biggest one, it's like one thing to have an accident, right? It's like, okay, if there was like a technical accident, but to have your something that means so much to you that you spent so much time on. And it's like the weight of this, right? She's moved from wherever she lived before. I don't know if it's ever said in the film. I don't think so. Or maybe it is. Oh, it's, no, it's Colorado, I think. Yeah, it's Colorado. Or, uh, she, Nevada or something. No, yeah. She, yeah, I think Boulder. It's uh, Duh, it's Boulder City because she, that's mm -hmm. that's her play. Her one-woman yeah. show is... Mm -hmm. Okay, so she, you know, so she's... So there's so much weight behind this. It's like, I don't know if you've experienced this, Colin, but and for those listeners out there, but to hold a dream in your heart for decades and then to finally go somewhere and put it all in the line to try to pursue that dream, 
all that weight is like on you when you're in that room and you're doing your thing. And so mm -hmm. to have somebody so to you, it, it, you experience it as such a callous, just such such profound. It's not even it's like just it's it's really kind of like heartbreaking, frankly, to be in that situation. But I think he does that so well. It's like such a knowing experience there. It's like, oh, my God, whoever did this, they've been through this. Like, they've yeah, done this, yeah. you know? I, I, so, um, I, I, like, that's, I think, on a more positive note where, like, yeah. we totally agree. Like, I, I really, this time especially, and not as much the first time, but this time especially, I actually really liked the, all of the, the straight drama stuff. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I thought that that was all really well done. Um. How do you that, how do you feel about open, the camera work there then? So I mean, I'm fine. Not a like lot that's going the on. thing is like I'm completely it's just the movie. like it's it's the it's the same reason why I said that the I think that this movie would legitimately work better as as a non. <laughs> It'd be interesting. Like, yeah, obviously um, we'll never get to see it like an yeah, AB it's not comparison. Be, I mean, that's yeah. just a and and you know maybe I'm totally wrong. Like maybe the movie wouldn't work at all as and and it'd be a um, different movie. Who knows? You know, but, it'd, it'd certainly be a different movie. Yeah, but I do. I really like. The moment when, um, you know, of course, so she goes through her process, faces a lot of rejection, and then yeah. the conflict of the movie comes up because because Gosling is starting to see success, and and Stone is ah well, still is seeing failure, right? And so I I, I like it's even more complicated yeah. than that. Well, if yeah, I may. yeah, yeah. I, I if I may, I mean, also I just want to I just want to add this like real quickly before we move past it. You know, it's like, for example, Griffith Observatory. I feel like mm -hmm. that, you know, that's another, obviously, this is Beautiful views. Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is actually like where my wife and I had our very first date. So there's there's like so many parallels to me. And I admit it colors my interpretation of the film. But who gives a crap? Like, that's what art is. It's like... Yeah, it's the, still... I mean, if it affects you, it doesn't matter why it's the, affecting the, you, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I hope that I'm not so... I don't think that I'm so blinded by that, though, that I'm, you know... Um, I don't think that there's such a thing as, as like, but, I think that being blinded doesn't really make sense in a context like this. But, right? And I, I guess that's you, where I'm like, like, I feel like the, you know, he does such a good job hitting this, like the specific experience. There's a specific life experience or series of life experiences that he nails so well in this film that I, it's hard for me to find another film who nails it so well. It's mm -hmm. not that, and, and it's an aspect of it. it. It's not like he hits hits it from every single perspective. No, like he's presenting Los Angeles for the most part as this bright, bubbly, beautiful, idealized, you know, place. And oh boy, obviously you could <laughs> tell this story from a lot of different, much darker angles and yeah. films have, yeah. but, but this is like the hope side of it. But I, but, but, um, but what I wanted to say, I mean, it's interesting. This conflict is is kind of multifaceted in that, you know, yes, he, it, it's not really that he's found success, right? Because his dream is to do something different. His dream mm -hmm. is to is to open his jazz club. Yeah. And, 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 and that harkens back to what he considers real jazz. And, and that's his dream. But instead, what he does is that he accepts a gig as like a side man in a band like that he really doesn't thing, respect. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. the reason he does it is because he thinks that that's what she wants, that Mia wants that from him. Yeah. So, like a, so yeah, what we're yeah. actually seeing is like the beginnings of a subjugation of dreams, mm -hmm. right, on his behalf, which 
is is like a it's a complex thing that that many of us have to kind of confront most of us yeah, probably. and it really I mean, crushes you... her too because i mean he she they have that conversation where right. he's like talking about growing like basically growing up and that you've got to let go of those more ridiculous dreams and blah 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 and and, and that like that i i like that scene a lot when they have that dinner yeah that, um, that's a great scene i feel like and it's such a like it's so I think it's so beautifully done. It could have been really crap. And I think this is where you talk about Gosling's performance. I, I, I think both of their performances are fantastic, yeah, by the way. Yeah, they're both where very he kind good, of yeah. where he has this line, it's like, well, you know, you're an actress. You know, it's like you you know, um, it's just he it, there's this really beautiful moment where he kind of shows a little bit of contempt for her profession. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we know that she doesn't love jazz but she wants him to pursue his dream um i don't think he really has contempt for her profession but i think in that moment you know where he it's just he's angry and i think it's mm-hmm. like the meanest thing you know how sometimes when you're you're just like really a freaking out. upset yeah. sometimes like even even against your own desire to do so sometimes we lash out and say things we know will really press somebody's buttons and i think that's what he's doing here because mm-hmm. he knows that's kind of like to attack her dream of being an actor to belittle that is is like the worst way that she can be hurt i think you know mm-hmm. um but i think that seems so beautiful and it speaks to just experiences that i think if you if you have a dream and it's kind of you hold it as this pure dream in your heart that if you've ever had to subjugate that for for reality or for a relationship i, I it's just a very complicated uh and challenging part of life you know and he's um, touring and all that too and it's like they're they're not seeing each other and right we have yeah. some distance and i think uh, you know i i love the idea of her you know uh, and it's just again all these little things you know it's like she gets this she gets the call back you know and of course it's like huge you know i'm guessing it, it looks like it's probably for a co-star right you know so mm-hmm. she's getting a call back for a television co-star and it's like again to kind of put it in and like reference for people who've not experienced this. I mean, if you're an if you're an actor starting out, you don't have any credits. Generally, commercials and t- what they call co- co-stars or five and unders um, on television would be kind of where you would start to get you know your auditions and maybe some traction. So it seems like for her, she's got this theater experience in her hometown. She's moved to L.A. and now she's like it, it's exceptionally rare to get a callback for even something this small. If you're just starting out, you don't have credits. I mean, it's like. Do we see? I don't think we see that she has an agent or anything, right? Like we're never exposed to any of that. Yeah, we don't even really see like what we don't see any of that is. So, so so I I get you know if it's like most actors in LA, there's no agent, there's no manager. She's like submitting for things online. Um, She's probably not you know maybe she's not even SAG you know SAG after or union yet. And so a a a callback for something like this would be gigantic, would be Mm -hmm. monumental for somebody like this, and. Even though, and that's what's crazy about pursuing acting, even though in reality, it's like super freaking tiny, you know? It's like, <laughs> just because you get like a five and You're under on a TV so show, much effort it into means the, nothing. Yeah, yeah it yeah. means, I mean, it, you you could do a dozen of those and go on to do, you know, you could do two dozen of those and go on to do nothing, much less one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, they don't pay much. There's just, you know, all kinds of things, especially nowadays with streaming and whatnot. So, um, but it's just like the, the so perfectly encapsulates how that feels the feeling of that experience of going in everything's on the line and it's like you don't even get through your audition and it's just oh like, yeah and it's like you know okay thanks for coming in no i've done i mean like, there's nothing worse Whoa. than a a like yeah i um 
I know I've I've not done nearly the audition circuit that you have, and I've not I you know I've, I've never lived in LA. I've been a few times, but um, I've auditioned for things for sure, yeah. and it's it's like that part is really nailed in this movie. Like the I think so, yeah. Both the pressure and the just the like there. Are, look, I've auditioned for some very nice people. But I've also auditioned <laughs> sure. for some some pretty major assholes who just like don't. Oh, we the just time went day, to rated right? R. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to get censorship in here. Um, <laughs> but but no, and I think that that that's where I think this movie does genuinely shine, and it and it almost yeah. to me is is why I sort of like like I understand why it's a musical. I know I know I can I can see why he would have made the choice to to make this a musical. Yeah. Um, but to me, I. I I also sort of like it. It does kind of start my brain going like, like I wonder what this would be like if it was just a, because like because it's not. I mean, I know that um, Seb Ryan Gosling is is involved in jazz and things like that, and and mm-hmm. I know Chazelle really likes jazz, and so a lot sure, of yeah, obviously incorporate that. Yeah, um, but other than than jazz, which is you know of course related to musical theater and some elements, but also is is a little bit distant from that. Um, there's not so much like it's not like Emma Stone wants to be a, a musical theater actress. So I, I do sort of wonder like, I wonder what if this was just sort of more of a straightforward, yeah, you know, it's an drama. interesting I wonder question. What this would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. I mean, I think it's a it's a totally it's a very interesting thought experiment. I think, you know, obviously I'm like I will defend parts of this film emotionally because mm-hmm. I, why not, right? It's like that's what art is about. Is you know we get uh, passionate about it, but. Um, I mean, it's an interesting question. Uh, what might have that been? I, I would say to answer your question that you kind of your rhetorical question kind of of like, you know, why did Chazelle pick doing a musical? Well, obviously, I can't I don't know for sure, but I can kind of speculate, I think, you know, and to me, where where I would say the musical aspect of this works for me is, of course, like literally uh, it's it, it doesn't mean anything, right? It's not like she's trying to be a musical theater actress, and he is a is like a, a like super gritty, legit jazz musician. That mm-hmm. doesn't speak musicals to me, really, uh, just because there's music in both. But I don't think of like jazz, you know, associated with like musicals necessarily, right? Um, I think it's because. Generally speaking, in my mind, at least, and again, I'm not a scholar of musicals, but the point of musical numbers is is to impart an elevated emotional experience. It's mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. it's to it's to highlight, exaggerate, and try to represent the feelings that we have inside of us as we go through our daily life. It's like a visual external representation of our internal emotional states. So I. To me, it's not an issue that there isn't a literal connection for why oh, yeah. it should be yeah. a musical. Um, and, and for me, I would guess that's why. I mean, first of all, I would assume that that he likes musicals. It's if you listen to his commentary track, he talks about the, having enjoyed musicals, um, both American and French musicals, and he lists a few. Um, and so that's part of his like cinema vocabulary. It's what he was inspired by. It's what he enjoyed. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, but I think that's, you know, I think it works for me because it is such a heightened, the highs are so high, the lows are so low. I, uh, in this world, in this experience, it, that's what it feels like, right? 
I mean, you can literally go from being stuck for two hours in traffic with like exhaust fumes in your face and really angry people, you know, it's like road rage everywhere, which they show. And mm. that's totally real. <laughs> and you can go from that. And then literally like two minutes later, you're in an audition room with a director that you've idolized or with an opportunity that could like literally make the dreams of your life potentially and and do that and then be back in your car and yeah. then you know and then get a call from your and be miserable and then get a call from your agent that's like and oh my god you great booked, yeah you know, and you, you and, feel and, and like so, singing right yeah <laughs> and and it, i mean that's la and it's like yeah. the juxtaposition of the beautiful like I, the violet skies and the silhouetted palm trees and the hollywood sign and and the mansions in on maholland and the hills too the tent cities and the underpass and the, you know, uh, uh, and all of the nasty things that are there too, poverty and the unemployed and the taken advantage of. And so I think there's like, it's a city of drama, mm -hmm. both like. And melodrama. You know, yeah. Yeah. Of melodrama. Even. Um, and so I yeah, think and that's I, why I, it works. I think the, 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 the element to me that also like, again, a, a, one of the more impactful elements of the movie is, is how they do strip that away in the second half. Okay. Um, which I sort of vaguely mentioned before. And I don't, I don't yeah. mean that because I'm like, thank God they stopped singing. I mean more so that that, I, I like that choice to sort of, again, when it gets grounded in reality, when the dreams sort of collapsed and things like that, that suddenly yeah. it's, it turns into very much a, a much more, you know, standard. And then the ending comes back with the, well, the let's talk. Yeah, so let's talk about the ending. I mean, sure, I, yeah. so, I, I, you know, I don't want to presume, but, you know, you, maybe you had some challenges with it like the rest of the film. I liked it a lot. Again, I like kind of the, the, the cyclical nature of the film. I like where in that last 30 minutes we kind of come back around. Like, first of all, I love that, you know, they, they actually break up and you know he goes on to do his thing we have this like i think it's five year gap right we're yeah. going kind of like yeah. seasons right but so now it's winter but oh it's winter five years later mm -hmm. they've she's broken got up she's got she's yeah. gone she's gone on to paris to she was cast in the film also by the way i just backtrack for a second i also really love this aspect of the film where we have her successful audition be one where she kind of is really telling her like a story of her own life. And mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, I think a, in, in, in my experiences, and I think in a lot of other actors experiences, there's like, there's such a, a desperation sometimes, but it's not always desperation, but there's this like trying to give people what they, what we think they want. Right. It's like, you're being mm -hmm. judged by people or casting director, a director. And, you so desperately want this 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 dream that you've had um, to to be an actor, and so you're constantly like tr many people. I'm not saying all, but it, it probably most experience this at least sometimes, where you're like, okay, you're trying to guess like what do they want to see? What do they want to see? Right? Well, you know, we're do, we do we actors do this through their whole career. It's like, how should I do my headshots? What what do people see me as? Um, how should I perform this? How should I perform? I mean, it's it's just. It's such a challenge to find yourself in this industry. Yeah. And yeah. I think this is like a really great representation of her actually finding her authentic self. Not not to say that her, like the very first performance that we see of her in the audition room is great. But mm -hmm. I think this elevates it to like a real vulnerable authenticity that we're experiencing in that audition she's room. She's no longer performing for somebody. She's... She's, she's being, be yeah, exactly. She's yeah. being. And I think that, so I thought that was beautiful. I liked that. Um, and, and of course, okay. So then go back. So yeah, so she's cast, she's in Paris, 
And then we see five years later, he does have his club. Mm-hmm. And she is a very successful actress. I love that we see that by her going back to the cafe, that now the barista is giving them free, her free coffee. Um, her wardrobe's changed. It's gone to a more sophisticated kind of black and white as opposed to bright primary like purples and yellows and things like this. Um, I, I like that. And then we're, we see that she's got a husband and we see that she's got a child and mm-hmm. they go to the club. They're stuck in traffic, and they go to the club. There's Gosling's character, uh, Seb, performing. And I this beautiful, and I think those two actors are so great with each other. And I think their mm-hmm, chemistry mm-hmm. is so great with each other. And I love these looks that we get. And we know exactly. We can read their faces. We know what's going on in their minds. And I love that we have this beautiful, like, dream sequence almost, I guess you could say, or this entrance into a parallel universe where we have you know, kind of an idealized retelling of the first part of the whole movie, basically, through these mm-hmm. numbers. Where right? if we everything a... went right instead of... Well, it's kind of, yeah. I, I would say, yeah, I mean, that's one way to look at it. I would say that it's kind of like they're looking back through their relationship, the history of their relationship with kind of rose-tinted glasses, okay? It's kind of idealizing it, obviously. But then we get to that juncture. We get to that decision-making point where mm-hmm. they chose their careers, or their dreams would be a better way to say it. Because I neither one of these people, it's not careers. I mean, these are their dreams. They've chosen Yeah, they're their trying to achieve their dreams. Instead in a, of their in relationship. Where you have to pay rent, right? <laughs> instead of this relationship. Yeah. Okay. And they both found success in that. Seb's doing what he wants. Mia's doing what she wants. And they both seem happy. They meet again. And then inside their minds, we see this parallel universe of what might have been had they chosen the relationship. And... I guess that speaks so fundamentally to such an important part of the human condition. And I mm-hmm. thought that the musical numbers and everything, the heightened real, like not realism, I mean, the heightened everything of that. This is where I feel like the musical aspect actually works. To no, yeah, I, the the last the last musical number is, is yeah. the one that um, that I actually do. I remember in theaters even like enjoying it. Um, okay. And it's not, again, it's not just like, is that, that it's definitely the one that goes into the like, big interior studio sets and very much like is very overtly paying homage to to Uh like they've got the painted backdrops and things like that um it's not even that element i I just think that the last musical numbers is the best directed and and the best musically and um no i and and i i do think that the last like once we cut ahead those five years i like the prior to that i like pretty much um you know i really like that that part about her um one woman play falling flat. Like I, I think that that's also oh, and very I, yeah, emotional. I've been there too. I've been um, there too. <laughs> and, but I, I know I like the uh, that last moment. I think that that's one of my favorite choices in the movie too. Is yeah, having them stay apart. Um, yeah, that you've got to like it because I think that that's sort of to me in a way, for lack of a better term, like the thesis of the film is that like you've got even if you want to pursue this dream of art and singing or acting or whatever it is you've still like there's a lot of sacrifice in that yeah um, and that you you sometimes have to like you don't and it's i think it's also important to note too that you don't look at her relationship with her husband and see that as something that's like bad she doesn't no, seem no. happy with him she's no. got a kid and they're they're happy together yep. and, and yeah and seb seems to be i think he's not impli- he's still implied to be single at the end but seems to be doing he's well doing, he's enjoying himself yeah. he's got his club and 
Yeah. So it's like it's and we've all been like I I know like previous relationships that I've had like you run into the person and and there's always like when it doesn't end badly if it doesn't end for a specifically like bad yeah. reason there's always this kind of feeling of like oh it was what? circumstance but what if the circumstance what if? had been different right yeah yeah and so i know i really i do like that moment um i like that whole like you said like the last half hour or so really does work for me um it's again one of those things that like and even even down to i know i was ripping on him before but even his direction i find is really strong in that that last um half hour yeah. and that last musical number especially i think the music i'm not a huge fan of most of the score but but i actually like i really like that final number yeah. um it all comes together very nicely there and i think it drives the theme home um you kind of again look at this like i, I like the kind of fantastical elements too of like these characters just sort of wandering around los angeles at night like like you you wouldn't really normally as far as when i've been to la you wouldn't really normally want to be wandering around the streets of la alone at like three in the morning not generally um, but but i do i like how the movie isn't so concerned with with like they they allow you kind of to live in this a little bit of a fantasy world it's like the edge of this fantasy and this oh it's a huge reality. fantasy world yeah, yeah i mean that's where la is very idealized here you know i mean yes, again it's, yeah. this is like when it's this is like through the eyes of of these characters and through damien's eyes i think you know this is like if you've if you are obsessed with cinema, if you've like your dream is to have moved to Hollywood, if you your understanding of LA is through the eyes of cinema that you've grown up on your whole life, I, I think this is what he's representing. I mean, it's very clearly not actually really, you know, a realistic like interpretation of LA. I mean, mm-hmm. not even close, but it's but it does capture effectively the dream of LA. The dream, I think, is what he's nailed here. And I think that's what the musical numbers, that you know, making it a musical, I think that's what that helps achieve, right? If you were making yeah, a, yeah. a drama that was intending to more realistically portray Los Angeles and, and the ups and downs and costs of pursuing a dream, I think, uh, you know, obviously it'd be, it'd be totally different. And there are yeah, some Yeah, when I... Um... You know, when I question why it's a musical, I'm not, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not literally like wondering why. It's more just interrogating the idea yeah, of, of course. Like, the it's choice. It's a thought of, experiment. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. And I just let it, would just want to add, I mean, I agree, you know, the end, I love the fact that you're right. All the things that you mentioned that, you know, it, they, he doesn't make it black and white. It's not, uh, oh, Seb's now miserable and me is now miserable and she actually doesn't like her husband. And mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. though they're successful and they've achieved their dreams, they... You know, that's not at all. That's not at all what it is. It's like this realization that another another outcome might have been possible, and who knows what that might have been. It resonates very personally for me because this is a, this is a, a very similar situation I've been in, which is, you know, my wife and I met literally like days before I moved to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. when I, I had like quit my job. Um, I, I lived like 35 miles east of Los Angeles, which might as well be, you know, on the other side of the country. Cause it's like a, you know, three hour drive each way. Right. Um, for those of you who weren't familiar with LA traffic. So, you know, I had just committed myself. I'd quit my job. I had quit my lease. I'd got a new lease in LA and I met my wife and I had spent, you know, I was in my early thirties when I met her and I had spent my entire life working to get to Los Angeles and to get to a place where I could pursue acting. So, I, you can see how this would really resonate. And yeah, yeah. so I meet my wife and our relationship grows and develops. And so after I'd lived there for about two years, 
it came to kind of a choice. It, it, she was doing, uh, she was where she was working. She, what job she was doing as a resident, she couldn't move away. There was no option to move for her at all. Mm -hmm. It was not, it's just not possible in that system. So the, and it was too difficult for her to keep going back and forth. So I decided to move back from Los Angeles and focus on the relationship that make that my priority. So I kind of chose the other direction that these characters only have a dream of. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's like flipped for me, but it, it's so for me, it is like, it's, it's very poignant, you know, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of people experience this, obviously. I mean, you know, it's the reason that he made a movie about it. It's a reason that so many people, it resonated with them because I think all of us, if you've lived to a certain point, we have, crossroads that you have to come to where it's like okay wow you know you've got to make a choice here mm -hmm. um but there can be many routes to a happy life and i do like that he doesn't make it black and white you know yeah it's not that it's not a miserable i mean it's it's it reminds me a lot of um sort of the ending in a way of like it's a wonderful life where mm. you know he doesn't you don't end that movie with him striking gold and getting rich but rather <laughs> right. sort of like becoming familiar with the fact that his circumstances are something to kind of cherish in a way in a, in a strange yeah. way and um no and I, I like that like kind of like a what could have been idea but it's you know it's sweet, and, and, there's like and a this, just the fact yeah. that it ends with them kind of nodding at each other they don't even speak to each other at the bar they don't um it's very human um, and again, that's that's one of the reasons I think that like the writing is is probably my favorite aspect of the movie. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I think the writing is my favorite as well. And and let's face it, or let's admit, endings are really hard. Yes, to pull yeah. off an exceptional ending is no small feat. Well, I mean, and to to do that well, like especially with this, um, considering like I I really can admit that I'm not a big fan of the first half of this mm -hmm. movie. Um, or the, maybe the first two acts, um, yeah. to pull it, turn it around like that, for me, is is also a big, you know, obviously, Chazelle wasn't like, I really have to impress Cullen in this last <laughs> act. Hey, hey, uh, how do you know, man? That could have been I know, like his, I was, you know. I was angrily emailing him a lot, but, but no, I mean, I, um, for it, it always, it surprised me when I first saw it, but I don't think I felt as strongly of a positive swing on the ending because I think I just, I was wrapped up in the, the first two acts. But this time especially, it really, I think, surprised me that I was like kind of grooving with it at the end. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, again, to reiterate what I said at the beginning, like this is not, I'm not. I understand that I'm very much in the minority of this this opinion. And that's, no, but that's and, great. And I, There's nothing yeah, and wrong I, with I that. Like, I like, um, but it's also like, you know, I, I don't, I don't think either of us take any of these things um, so per like I know people get so personal about things that they really love sometimes and it can kind of no. cause a a a um, like they almost like they're they're being personally attacked and so um, you know when well, I this talk will be our this, last episode everybody yeah, I'm yeah. pissed off Clark this is, is our Clark last is episode no um, I, but look, no look, and, and I, I, that's what I mean is that when I when I say that I don't like this movie when I talk about the things and the technical elements that I don't like obviously that's not a personal attack on anybody that loves those things um, or made know, them or who was a or part made of them. yeah yeah and I like I, I it's it's purely a a disagreement of form and yeah. that's kind of why I open this with saying that like I disagree with Chazelle's choices we understand I don't yeah think I think that everybody are, yeah I, I don't think Chazelle's a a bad filmmaker. I, I, I don't think he's. Yeah. 
look, we, I think we all understand that. I, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. my interest in, you know, what I enjoy, I, I enjoy discussing from different perspectives because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately it, it, it's how I learn. I mean, I, I go out of my way to read reviews of, you know, the handful of, I mean, the whole critic industry is kind of upside down, but the handful of people I respect, I mean, I, you know, I go out of my way to read reviews that are, are the antithesis of what my impression of a film was, you know. Yeah. Um, and watch movies that, that I don't purpose. like, too. Yeah. Because I, I, I want to under... You, you used a great word, and I use it, too, and sometimes it drives people nuts, but I love to interrogate, interrogate ideas, and I love to yeah. ter- interrogate perspectives. And so, you know, I appreciate those alternative perspectives and viewpoints because it helped, like, I, you know... So, for example, I think what I might do, because I'd already been planning this... When I listened to the commentary track on this film, there were a handful of films that he suggested were inspirations for these this film. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go back and watch them, and I've got to keep a lot of the things that you said in my mind as I do about the thing, you know, what you didn't like about the camera movement and the choreography with the dancers, and mm-hmm. how you felt like it was, you know, a wandering camera, and you know, you felt like there there wasn't as much purpose or specificity with yeah. the cinema yeah. with that with that direction. So. I also I think uh, I think it's also important to note too that that those are those are choices that Chazelle's making. Like those are I think that that's one thing too that um, you know in a grander sense of like again like you said interrogating these ideas and and especially approaching art from a critical sense. Um, there's not really such thing as like a wrong choice in in filmmaking in any sort of art form um and i and i've noticed that a lot recently in a lot of film discourse where people will discuss something as though it's a mistake on the Mm. part of the filmmaker Mm -hmm. i don't think chazelle's making like a like i think all of the choices that he's making here are very much his active i mean you may not like his style exactly exactly i don't see that he's a competent uh, i don't agree with the choice of the wandering camera thing like we talked about but he made that choice like he's it's his it's you know, he, you, I mean, you appreciate the fact that he is a good enough filmmaker that he is not. There's nothing in this film that's an accident. No, yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, there's nothing that. Nothing. And even again, even I appreciate a lot of like. There's some beautiful, beautiful stuff in this movie that I know as a as a filmmaker, and you know as well, that would be very difficult to shoot the the dance sequence of them at Griffith Park, where they're overlooking the sunset, and it's like you have ten minutes to get that. And it's like technically, I think off like Mulholland, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I get when, your when, point. when you're yeah. directing on a, yes, it is Mulholland, right? Because they, yeah. the, the uh, Griffith Observatories, yeah, later yeah. on. Um, when when you're directing that on with, if you had a crew of six people, it would be hard. Let alone getting a crew of two hundred <laughs> to get yeah. ready all like a, to, And so I really do appreciate. And like again, I'm I'm not, I haven't been particularly fond of. of most of his movies, but I understand that that's simply a matter of of difference of of what I like and and of clearly course. what he likes, right? So, so I think it's it's fun to um, you know I had I think I actually enjoyed myself watching the movie just on the basis of that it was kind of a brain exercise. Like it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like you said when you read a review that you don't necessarily agree with. Um, yeah, it's just like watching something like it's it really, I think, helps a lot of people as filmmakers. And that's just a piece of advice that I give to a lot of people that I like a lot of students that I've taught is, yeah, if you can watch something that you don't particularly like, that's not like an explicitly poorly made cheap cash grab kind of like asylum picture. <laughs> but watch <laughs> a movie the, that you don't like that too. that that might be, um, you know, critically acclaimed or a lot of people like or popular. 
And it'll make you a better filmmaker for being able to identify and put into words and context what you don't like about those. It helps things, you articulate. Right? Yeah, it, exactly. It helps, yeah. It, it helps you. It, it it builds your ability to articulate. And as mm -hmm. a director, that's vital. I mean, uh, if if you're interested in directing, the two primary things that you as a director have on your plate is, I mean, there are many things, but in my opinion, the two primary things are that you have to have a vision. And you have to be able to articulate, communicate that vision to yeah. everybody on your, to all the department heads on your film. That's your, that's your job as a director. And so absolutely improving. Well, I also, I, I think that this is just to, to, to wrap up because, um, you know, we, I, I think that we've, we've kind of talked, unless you have anything else that you'd, you'd like to mention about the movie. But um, I think that this was also, this is interesting because it, is sort of like uh, I like having these discussions because it, it it really emphasizes I think what we both look at in a movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like when we did Barbarian, uh -huh. um, like some of the things that you didn't like about Barbarian were things that I didn't really even think about. Okay, um, and Ooh, like so refresh my memory just real quick. So I mean, when you were you were kind of discussing how you wish it sort of went a little bit more of like a De Palma, like that it didn't it lacked. Suspense. A sort of big element of, yeah. of like, okay. not necessarily gross out, but but something that was like really almost disturbing in a way. It sort of lacked okay. that. Yeah. Um, whereas to me, I think that that movie, I just kind of like was swept up in the the <laughs> adventure of it all. Um, so I think <laughs> okay. that it's really fascinating to, yeah. to discuss with you especially, but, you know, with generally with people and uh, what what do you see in a movie and what do you like about the movie and, and yeah. what's, what's, what are the elements that you kind of pick out and find fascinating. Well, and so, yeah, in, maybe in, in, ep in episode 500 in yes. 20 years, yeah. when, when you've got 20 years under your belt, uh, we're going to revisit this yes. and I'll be interested yeah. to see if you have a different, <laughs> if you have a different view and if I have we'll a revisit it with, with Chazelle, we'll get him on the podcast. We'll, we'll get Chazelle, but I, I do, we will wrap it up at, but I, I would say, and not necessarily that we have to do it on the podcast, or although who knows, maybe we will. It would be interesting for me for you to watch Babylon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'd be interested to have a discussion with you about Babylon and see what, like, do do all of your criticisms of this film carry over or do none of them or some of them or do you hate him even? Not, and you don't hate. I know you don't hate. Do you dislike his direction even more? I'd yeah. just be curious to, because I feel like that film is, is, is almost, you know, it's a progression. It's like he's he's pushing even further. Well, I do. One of my friends that didn't like La La Land enjoyed Babylon and was so surprised I'll be curious. to have enjoyed it. So so maybe yeah. yeah, it's still playing in seventy millimeter here. So I'll, I'll maybe I'll, you if could I can give it... check it out. I, I'd love to. Yeah. 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 So let me know. All right. Well, on that note, Cullen, it was been it's been a fantastic joy the mm -hmm. discussing and this time debating uh, yes, La La Land yeah. with you. I enjoyed it and uh, everybody else out there. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Cullen, you get to, it's payback time. You get to pick the next uh, film in a couple weeks. So. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> pick all of the Marvel movies. <laughs> all right. Anyway, until then, everybody, take care, be safe. We will catch you on the flip side. Yeah, see ya.